Bridget Hammett was sitting next to me in algebra, to my left. That mattered. I didn't like anybody sitting on my left side. In most of my classes, I made sure to get the seat next to the window so nobody was on my left. But the first day of algebra, I was late to sixth period, and all of those seats were taken. So now Bridget, who was the hottest junior, maybe the hottest girl in all of Douglas High School, was sitting on my left side and texting Sophie Tapper, who sat on my right. I knew the text message was about me. It was like I could feel when people were talking about me. My left arm was killing me, and I needed another Percocet. Ten minutes till the bell rang. I needed to get out of there. Not just out of algebra, out of the whole damn school. I came in early today to do this stupid makeup exam, and now I was wiped. I used to leave after seventh period. These days, it was after sixth. Soon it would probably be after fifth. I couldn't stand being there. Being a fucking junior again. A seventeen-year-old junior. The guy everybody pretended not to stare at. Before the fire, girls were always staring at me. I liked it back then. Feeling them watch me in class. Knowing they were texting their friends about me. I'd get these emails about how they wanted to do it with me. Lots of details in them. Now it was different. I got like no emails at all. I knew what the girls were saying about me now. How if they looked at me from the right side, as long as they didn't see my hands and arms, I looked hot. If they looked at me from the left side, it was like something out of a horror flick. There was only so much of that kind of staring I could take before I wanted to toss all the desks out the windows. The bell finally rang and I was out of there without looking back. I walked straight to my car and got in. Some dealership in Jacksonville donated the car to me after I got out of the hospital. It was a total dork of a car, and I wanted to sell it and get a motorcycle. But my mother said that would be an insult and I needed to be grateful and blah blah blah. I took a Percocet with what was left in a can of Dr. Pepper I had stuck in my cup holder that morning. Then I laid rubber pulling out of the parking lot, heading toward the bridge and the beach. I wasn't going home, though. First, because Mom would be there, and I never let her know I was cutting. I didn't want any grief from her. Second, today, for some total crap reason, Andy was at our house. Today. The day Maggie was getting sprung. The day I'd really like to forget the Lockwood family existed. Mom left a message on my cell about Andy being there, but said he'd be gone by the time I got home. She also said I should come straight home from school, probably because she knew I'd be freaking out about Maggie getting out. If you see any reporters, she said, walk right past them. Don't engage them. You owe them nothing. Reporters? Shit. They'd just better stay out of my way. No way I was going home until I was sure Andy was out of there. I wasn't taking any chances seeing any Lockwood. Not Andy or Laurel or the bitch who burned my face. It was for her own sake. I might kill her if I saw her. Money could buy you anything, including a get-out-of-jail-free card. She visited me in the hospital before she went to jail, and I swear, if I'd known then what I knew now, I would have found a way to kill her even with my arms bandaged up to my shoulders. I had this really tasty fantasy of setting her on fire. Only... 
someone else would have to light the match. I wasn't big on flames of any kind these days, but I like to imagine her getting burned at a stake, like they used to do to witches. She was a witch, all right. It was a sick fantasy, but not as sick as burning a church full of kids. I parked by the pier where the surfers hung out. Though the surf was so lame, only three other guys were there. I didn't really know them. The cool thing about surfing was you could be with other people, but not really have to be with them. Like talk to them, or be close enough so they could stare at your face. The water was still warm enough that I really didn't need my wetsuit, but I put on the top half anyway because I wasn't supposed to get sun on my arms. I spread sunscreen over my screwed up face, then I paddled out and waited for a wave worth riding in.